0: Welcome to the Passive Profits Podcast from StrayBlogger.com, where you'll learn from people already doing it how to build profit-producing online assets without having to leave the house. Now, here's your host, the guy whose biggest fear is having a boss, Nate Rivers. Hey everybody, this is Nate Rivers with StrayBlogger.com, and this is episode 16 of the Passive Profits Podcast. Now this episode, I want to talk about how to start an authority site in any niche and succeed. And this idea basically was given to me by a member uh, in the Stray Blogger training members area. He just asked the question. It was actually, he posted the question either today or last night, I'm not sure. And he just asked the question, what skills do you need to have to start a successful authority site? And so I thought... That's a great topic for either a blog post or a podcast. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And I'm actually, I'm going to go over this in two parts, the skills and the mindset required to start an authority site. And then some of the specific actions you can take to make a site successful. Now, when you, first, before we get into all of that, uh, the idea of authority site of an authority site. An authority site, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, but there's also there's a lot of versions of that, or what an authority site is. Um, first of all, for a big authority site, I kind of, I mean, I prefer the blog format. Uh, it's something that I don't talk about that much here on Stray Blogger. I'm usually talking about niche sites or other more specific topics, but. You know the fact is I've grown um, Stray Blogger as kind of a blog, kind of an authority site in the internet marketing niche, and uh, I've kind of realized lately that I, sh- you know, I should talk more about that and and what I've done to do that because it it just is an example of an authority site, and so you know I, I prefer the blog format. And I'm kind of you know a personality behind Stray Blogger. You can create an authority site, and you don't have to really have your face on the you know you don't have to you don't have to have an individual uh, personality behind the site, so to speak. I mean, you can have just a big site with a lot of information, at where you never refer to yourself in the first person or, or really reveal like who you are, if you if that makes sense. So you can kind of do it both ways and you don't have to build it as a blog, you can have just a static website with static pages and everything, that is just, you know, the that technical, um, uh, that, or the blog format versus, you know, static web pages, that doesn't really matter, I mean, you don't need to get hung up on that detail, so, let's get into the, uh, the Skills and the Mindset Required. So first of all, what I have down here is you have to have an abundance mindset. Um, when you think of building an authority site, I think that one of the best things you can do is pick a big topic, a big niche with where there's already a ton of traffic, there's a lot of products being sold, a lot of money being made in these big niches and, you know, the internet doesn't need another site on whatever it is, um, internet marketing or personal finance or, uh, how to be healthier, how to lose weight, stuff like that, or relationships. That's another awesome niche to get into. There are endless amounts of blogs and websites and products on all those topics obviously but anyone with you know and some people will succeed faster than others but anyone I truly believe that anyone if they stick with it long enough and spend enough time cultivating the skills and just figuring it out, anyone can create a successful blog or authority site in in really any niche. Um, you know, and you might not ever make it to where you're featured in you know, like huge news sites like quoted on CNN or something like that or on Yahoo's homepage. You don't need to get that big. Um, you know, whatever your income income goals are, whatever you'd be happy with, 3000 a month, 5000 a month, 10000 a month, you can get to that level with just one website. Um, okay. So anyways, I'm getting off track, but you have to have the abundance mindset that you don't need to spend time like looking at other blogs or, you know, trying to uh, psych yourself out on, Oh, there's, there's already too much competition in this niche. If you produce great content and, you know, have a, a strong, not necessarily a strong voice, but a, uh, at least a voice, meaning some type of personality or flavor that you inflect into your site and your content, there will be people out there that respond and become your followers and your readers, um, and your customers eventually. So you have to have an abundance mindset. The next thing is perseverance, uh, in think and grow rich. He has a whole chapter on perseverance he talks about, and it's not just from that. I mean, perseverance will Trump, you know, IQ and book smarts every time over the long haul. So perseverance, just not being willing to quit no matter what. Uh, that's, that's probably the main thing that I would attribute to my own, you know, success. Um, uh, and I'm not, I'm not making millions a year from this whole thing, but I definitely don't need a job at all. I'm doing fine. And, you know, it took me years to get to this point. There are people that come online and, you know, are making five figures a month within a few months. That can happen. And there's people that start, you know, million-dollar, uh, companies within a year or something like that, or a few years. That was not the case for me. Okay, I'm not a genius. I'm average at best, like average intelligence, I would say. And uh, my first website, I mean, a complete failure. I worked on this thing for two years and it never went anywhere. And eventually I just started to figure things out because I spent so much time just working on, you know. The whole thing. So I won't get into the details of that. I talk, I mean, I pretty much mentioned that every time, just because it is a good example of, uh, I just knew that I wanted to eventually figure this out, you know, making money from the internet somehow, just because it seemed like this thing, I just couldn't get it out of my head. The idea of, you know, having income, generating income while I slept, uh, these online, you know, websites, that are just working 24-7 for you. I just couldn't get that idea out of my mind. And luckily, at this point, I've kind of figured it out to a certain degree to where, yeah, I just have a very uh, comfortable existence from all this stuff. So the next thing is, well, stubbornness is what I have written down. I guess that's not that much different than perseverance. uh, But the same type of idea, just not willing to give up working on one thing for a long time the next thing is a positive belief system Um, this goes back to the abundance mindset and getting rid of your limiting beliefs now any one of these topics could be broken down into one huge blog post or even i mean books like there there are books on any one of these given uh things that i'm mentioning so I'm not saying that this is a comprehensive, um, lecture on any one of these topics because I I know I'm just going over these things fairly quickly, but getting rid of limiting beliefs, that is, that is a huge, that is a huge thing. Uh, most people, I mean, I learned this, I had to learn this for myself and, and do this whole process with myself. Um, Most people don't really believe that they can pull this off, you know, like create a website or a group of websites or just generate a full-time income online. There's just, there's a limiting belief in there, um, or a series of limiting beliefs that, you know, the cumulative effect is that it just stops people from, from succeeding to the level that they could. So there's all kinds of stuff I could talk about, about how to do that. I think the best thing is just, um, to sit down. Well, I detailed this in, uh, in one of my older podcasts, like exactly how I track my goals and, you know, use the whole and specific exercises. So I'll link to that in the post below. Um, if you're listening to this, if you're not listening to this on strayblogger.com, uh, I'm recording this, so I can't see my site right now, but it's one of the previous podcasts. So you can look that up. It's just about how I set my goals and, um, the system that I use to track my goals and set my goals and some specific exercises that I've used to, you know, get rid of my own limiting beliefs and stuff like that. So you can find that on the site. The next thing, uh, under skills or mindset is copywriting. You don't have to be an expert copywriter. Um, But you should understand it and the elements of copywriting and just being persuasive. That's a big thing. Whether you're writing a blog post, whether you're... uh, Copywriting goes directly into sales. I mean, copywriting is just sales with the written word. Um, Whatever medium that is, you know, on paper, uh, mailings or you know, online sales letters, or even just, like I said, even just your day-to-day content on your sites, um, blog posts and articles, stuff like that. So there, there are elements of it that you need to understand. And this writing while I'm at it, I didn't write this down, but just writing in general, so many people email me and, you know, say, can I, they'll look at one of my courses or something like that. And they'll say, can I outsource this whole thing? And uh, I mean, yeah, you can try that. But I think that writing is the number one skill, actually, to success in marketing and, or internet marketing or having a blog, websites, stuff like that. I really think that every person should try to learn that on their own. Being able to just sit down and write and convey thoughts coherently and clearly that's, that's one of the best skills you can have. So, um, the only way to really do that is through practice and and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to have these formats that I had to use in college all the time, like MLA and APA. You don't have to have that stuff memorized and write like that. You just need to be able to, like I said, sit down and be able to convey your thoughts, uh, clearly and persuasively through writing and again, the only way to do that is through practice. So I really think that everyone should try to learn how to do that on their own. Uh, what What do I have next? Oh, the next thing is understanding great content and being able to create great content. Uh, this is kind of a, what would you say? Well, it's a cliche, definitely, in the last few years. You know, creating great content, creating amazing content. That whole idea. Uh, I mean that, like I said, especially this topic, this could be broken down into entire courses, books, webinar series, lectures, whatever. So I don't have any like specific things, but it, this all goes back to just experience and just jumping into this and learning as you go. You have to understand what great content is, what makes it great. And that gets into understanding your readers, what they want, uh, stuff like that, and then being able to create great content. The creating it is, I would say, easier than understanding what makes great content or what will make great content. You know, stuff that gets shared or liked or passed along. Um, and, And the better your stuff is, you know, the better it'll do in the search results, that's just a byproduct of having great content. One way to do that is just to kind of monitor the other big websites in your niche and see what they're doing, see what gets shared the most, see what gets the most likes, uh, stuff like that. And if, if you want to get real nerdy about it, and I've done this before uh, for some of my sites that I've worked on, you know, you can create a spreadsheet with article titles, and, you know, then track those by the number of likes or the number of comments, any of the social signals. Um, And then you can kind of, once you have that in a spreadsheet, break it down into, try to identify, you know, the common themes that you're seeing in the most viral stuff. I hope you guys can't hear that dog barking. You probably can. see if I can edit that out but uh, just a side note I moved to this much nicer more expensive condo to get away from that stupid playground where I could always hear kids in my uh, office and now I'm on the third floor in this much nicer condo and my neighbor's stupid dog is constantly barking it drives me insane so I just can't win on that front anyways The next thing is constant self-education. Now this is something that shouldn't be, if you're really into this stuff, I mean, this shouldn't be hard to do and hopefully you're probably already doing this, but there is such good information and different ideas that you can get, uh, mostly for free and very cheaply through my favorite things are books and information products, obviously, and then podcasts, um, Podcast being like the free thing that I mentioned, there there is there is awesome stuff you can learn from from podcasts. And so, my two favorite tools, hands down, or uh, tools, I guess they're tools, are my iPod and then my Kindle. I, I just have a regular Kindle, like the eighty dollar one, black and white. Um, I buy books constantly on Amazon. I'm reading them all the time. Uh, you have the send to Kindle feature with PDFs. So the, you know, like WSOs or, or other information products, eBooks, I buy a lot of that stuff too, not from Amazon. And the best stuff I'll just, I'll use the send to Kindle feature so that it's sent to my Kindle so I can read it on my Kindle. So I'm always reading. Well, always. I am, uh, I really try instead of playing video games or watching TV shows which I'm not always successful at but I really try to spend more time at least more time reading and just learning getting different ideas from different places than I do on that stuff that's an absolute waste of time like video games and TV shows um and then the other thing is You know working out or when i'm going to sleep that's when i'll be listening to my ipod and just constantly learning getting different ideas um there's just something about the best ideas you'll get are when you're listening to podcasts and uh running like for me but i'm pretty sure there's just something about that you kind of get in this trance anyways uh you feel like you're going to pass out or have a heart attack and you're listening to stuff. I don't know. That's when I get my best ideas or just these aha moments is when I'm working out and listening to podcasts while I'm doing that. So the next thing is, is, uh, you just have to really want it. That's, that's the biggest thing. This goes back to perseverance, stubbornness, your overall mindset. When you, when you really want something, uh, you will just you'll just figure it out, and those go hand in hand. You, I don't want to get into the line of the whole secret thing where you just want something really bad and it like supposedly comes to you. That I mean, that alone, you know, stated that way, that's bullcrap. That's not real, but. If you really, really want something and you're putting in as much action, you know, you are taking as much action as you can, then yes, I do believe that things will just open up and you'll just figure things out. You know, the luckier or the harder you work, the luckier you get type of a thing. So, um, you know, there's stuff. If I would have thought about this longer, other things on this list of skills and mindset that I could have come up, that I could have come up with, but that's that's what I have for that for this section. Now we'll get into specific actions you can take. The first thing I have down here is producing pillar content, and then one solid post a week or a new article or whatever. Um, so pillar content, you all probably know what that means. If not, I'm going to explain it. So your pillar content would be, you know, these big long. Uh, blog posts or big long articles that give a lot of information on the main things that your audience is going to want to know. Um, when I was starting Stray Blogger, for example, you know I let's I have to try to remember this timeline, right? Uh, but my whole like freebie thing—things that people would get if they opted into my email list—was this free. Training on how to build a niche site. Now that same stuff is just on the blog under the on the main navigation where it says how to build niche sites. Um, I'm going to be updating that soon. By the way, through, uh, just to like you know the current best practices of building niche sites, but it, most of that stuff is still relevant. I mean, yeah, I don't really think three or five page sites are the most solid business model, but they still totally work. Um, no matter what anyone says, I still have, I have a bunch of one page sites, which is pretty, I mean, it's just one page that are still ranking in the top five of Google. Um, it really, it just totally depends on keywords and stuff like that, but I won't get into all that. That's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, why was i oh it's cuz i was talking about niche sites that was my freebie for a while anyways producing pillar content so for my for this site stray blogger that's that was what my pillar content was um and for someone that's brand new like i said those pages that are on my site still those give you a lot of information on just how to get started in general and keyword research and stuff like that how to do it um so the next part of that is one solid post a week. Uh, for a while, I never actually did this. You know, you probably realize that depending on how long you've been, you know, reading my blog and stuff. But for a while I got the idea that I wanted to make a post like every day or three times a week. And what I found, I mean, if this, if stray blogger was the only thing that I was working on, then I could have easily done that. And I still could have done that, but what I found is that I really like doing something. I, I like doing one post a week, one piece of content a week, uh, making it higher quality, and I just I think that works better. Once you have a readership, even if it's small, um, and you have your pillar content on the site, so that new visitors to your site have like a decent amount of stuff they can go through. I think at that point, I really think the best posting schedule is like once a week. Now that that's different if you have, you know, like a news site type of a thing. If, um, if Huffington Post only updated itself once a week, I mean, it wouldn't be what it is. So there's different types of sites, obviously. But I just think for a blog that you're running yourself, um, making it kind of an authority site on one, uh, one topic, I think that one post a week after you have your pillar content out there is a good system to follow. The next thing I have is forum participation. Now, a lot of people will say that's a super old concept or technique. Um, And what I want to tell you is that you shouldn't think of it as a technique, you know, where you can go in, spend an hour and get X amount of traffic. Forum participation is you should think of it as a long-term thing just becoming somebody in a certain forum that people trust or that your advice is always good and that just pays off long-term I mean an authority site in general is a long-term it's a long-term project a long-term investment and so you shouldn't think of the forum forum marketing as you know a quick Like a quick fix tactic to get some traffic today, like right now. It can do that for you, but it won't at first or it won't work that well. So you can't think of it like that. You kind of need to just build... You just don't think of it as a trick. You know, just think of it as what it should be. You going in, participating in a forum on your topic and just participating, answering questions when you can... um, you know, just legitimately trying to be helpful and that'll pay off long-term. The next thing I have down is interviews. You've probably seen that lately, um, I've kind of, I've been doing some text-based interviews. I really like that format. I like it better than, I mean, I, I like podcasts. I really like to listen to interviews on other podcasts. Um, I don't know. I just, I started to think it's just so much easier to get the interview done, um, in a, uh, in text format. And then people on, it's easier. It's more accessible to people overall, no matter what type of device they're on. If the interview is in text, um, you know, I might do interviews on podcast in the future, I mean, I'm not like closed off to the idea, but my point is, is you can do interviews. You don't have to make it this big deal where you try to land, you know, the the biggest guests or the biggest, uh, personalities in your niche and do a podcast interview. I mean, you don't have to start out that way. You can, you know, you can do these, uh, text-based interviews where you, you know, email them, email them some questions, ask if they fill it out you can, you can do it on a podcast too. I just, you shouldn't be intimidated, um, to contact other people in your niche. And that's the other thing. You don't need to try to land the biggest personalities, the biggest figures in your niche. You can find other people easily that are, you know, doing what you're doing, starting a blog about it, or maybe they're further than you are. Um, maybe it's not someone directly in your niche but something someone that their advice on how they did what they did would be helpful to your audience it just depends but interviews is just it's a great way to get content um high quality content for your audience and uh yeah yeah you, know, you don't have to make it a big deal the next thing is a series of ebooks now this I haven't really Well, I haven't done this on Stray Blogger. Um, This exact thing is probably going to lead to me setting up another uh, blog in a different niche because, you know, like I've mentioned, I've been getting into creating Amazon, like Kindle ebooks, and I've been creating a series of ebooks on the same general topic, and they're starting to do pretty well. Um, one of my books is in the top 10,000 for the last few weeks consistently. Top 10,000 books on Kindle period, like in all the, of all the books. And it's, um, it does about, it's not crazy, so don't, I mean, it's it's starting to do well. And what it's doing is about 10 to 15 copies a day, just this one book. And then some of the other books are just uh, not there, but close, like three to five or seven copies a day. And, you know, that starts to add up. So, anyways, I haven't done this, you know, d- connected a series of ebooks to a site, but I probably will just because of how well these books are doing so far. Um, in the future, I hope to have some actual trainings or, uh, you know, Kindle blog posts on publishing on Kindle, just detailing what I did and how I did it. but it's really not that tough. I mean the general idea is you break your your niche or um, you know your topic down into the most crucial four or five parts and you can create an, a simple ebook that's 40 or 50 pages on each one. And then you connect them, you know, in your actual eBooks, you can have links within Kindle eBooks and, uh, you know, you can create an author page from within the Kindle, the whole Kindle, uh, ecosystem, create an author page. Then on your author page, you have all your books listed, obviously. And then... Wherever a reader comes in to your series, if they buy your third book or your fifth book or your first book they 'll be exposed to your other books and they 'll make on average they 'll make more than one purchase from you if they like the first book that they get so that 's just another way of um, being seen as an authority in your niche. The next thing is youtube videos i'm a big fan of YouTube videos I built a lot of Or I've created a lot of YouTube videos for a lot of different niches and topics and websites. And uh, YouTube over the last year or two has been one of the most consistent, best sources of free traffic that I have across my sites. Um, That's kind of something I started to figure out with, and that's in my niche video Tycoon Training for every page that I created for these little niche sites I would create a YouTube video based on that article and then link back to that article on my YouTube video page and then embed that YouTube video back on the main on the uh, article and it just works really well so YouTube videos creating videos and web videos again that could be an, it not could be it is an entire topic on, on its own that there's books about there's courses about. Um, but I just, I like the simple, uh, PowerPoint version. So those are easy to create. They're fast to create. You can get more advanced than that if you want, but I would at least do them, you know, even if they're super simple. Okay. The next thing, and I kind of mentioned this, you can look at what the most popular posts on other sites are in your niche or in your topic. And like I said, you can create a spreadsheet if you want to get geeky about it and, uh, you know, quantify or try to organize them by the different social signals, like how many comments, how many likes, how many Twitter shares, whatever. And uh, then you can try to break down, okay, these are the topics that are consistently popular posts among these other sites. And then that's what you go and create your posts about. That's not that hard. And it's just... It's like market research done for you already. The next thing is blog commenting. And this is kind of uh this is along the idea of forum participation. Um now there's there's two ways to do this. There's a really good article on I think it's copy blogger that I've read about blog commenting. So there's the one idea where you have google alerts set up and you try to be not alerts um google reader and when I, when a new post is published you try to be the first person to comment and you know you've seen on your favorite blogs you've seen people that do that and it's like it's just kind of annoying and i assume that for the the blogger themselves that's just kind of like You know what they're doing and why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they really love your stuff, Um, you know. And then their comments where all they do is, you know, they comment first and say, "This is such an awesome post," blah blah blah. It's just, it's not real. So I don't think that's the best way to do blog commenting. Um, You want to, uh, I mean, you want to add to the conversation. Don't try to. I mean, if you have something meaningful and, like, legitimate to say on every blog post of these different blogs in your niche, then, yeah, go ahead. But don't try to be the person that is commenting first and just, you know, leaving some meaningless comment or telling the blogger how great they are. Because I really just, I think that's more annoying than anything. Um... You know, if you've left some really good comments over a course of time, and then I just think you're more, you have a better chance if you contact that blogger either to make a guest post or um, maybe interview them or have them fill out an interview or fill out interview questions for you. It's just, it goes back to this being, you know, blog commenting being a longer term strategy type of a thing. That leads into the next thing I have is guest posting. This is something that I've never done, but people are obviously using it to, uh, with great success. Guest posting on big blogs in their niche, in their top, or uh, in, yeah, on their topic. That's pretty self explanatory. You know, you create a really good post, you submit it as a guest post, and you get a link back to your site. Uh, most likely you'll get a big spike in traffic when you do that. I can't really talk extensively on guest posting because I've never done that. The next thing is an email list. An email list is... I should have listed this further up because I feel like I talk about this all the time, but that's because it's the number one thing you can do. Uh, you know, there there is so much... Uh, what do you call it? there's there's so much um, buzz about social media and faith you know your Facebook following and all that stuff and that stuff is helpful definitely. I mean it's worthwhile, but nothing is even close to the power or the leverage that you'll have with an email list. Now I could go on an absolute tirade of benefits or a rant on how important it is. And why you should be building an email list, and you've probably heard me do that, so I don't need to do it again. But it benefits your sales number one, um, your readership engagement. It benefits your SEO big time for a lot of different reasons. Just everything. Uh, the The investment in an autoresponder service is just minuscule. It's it's the best money you can spend you know, besides actual hosting and just having a website. So anyways, starting the email list. And there's obviously, there's full courses just on little topics within, uh, email marketing, you know, like how to get more subscribers, how to write headlines, how to write engaging emails, how to write emails that get the click through to either the product you're promoting or your, whatever your blog post that you're mailing about. It's a huge topic. So that's all I'll say about it right now. The next thing is starting a podcast. A podcast is a great way to get people that you wouldn't reach otherwise. It's uh, just another outlet to make your to just add another authority um, symbol to your site overall and what you're doing. Uh, starting a podcast, you know, you, you can do a bunch of different things. You can try to do all interviews. Um... You can just talk yourself. That's, I kind of like doing it this way. I like just, I would rather talk than write, probably. So I like doing the podcast once in a while instead of actual blog posts. Um, but yeah, it's it's not that hard to get started. I mean, I have a, uh, this mic right here is an Audio-Technica Pretty sure it's an ATB to um, 2020. Some I'll, I'll find the actual thing and I'll put a link to it if you're interested. But if I was to start over, I probably would buy the uh, the Yeti microphone. I just I think that's better, and I'm planning on buying one of those. I just haven't done it yet. They're the same price. They're both a hundred dollars. Um. So I it, this is a USB mic. I just use Garage Band in on the Mac to. Record these, then I upload the MP3 to Amazon S3. Then I have the link, I have this plugin, the PowerPress plugin, and that's, uh, I don't know, that's all I use. So a podcast is really simple to, to get started. Anyways, a podcast. That's another thing that's a huge topic by itself. Now there's a book that I'll link to that tops talks about all these different forms of content and everything. It's it's an awesome book. I refer to it all the time, and it's uh, I don't know. I think it's like a seven or ten dollar ebook from Amazon. It's called Content Rules. I'll have a link to that in the post. Um, but that's just I wouldn't even say a crash course. It's a pretty comprehensive course on just the different types of content and how to have a a robust, uh, engaging content publishing schedule for your site. It's a great book. The next thing that I have down is contests. Um, I'm just starting to kind of try these out. You know, you saw it with the last post, that interview with Erica Stone. I think that worked really well. The thing that I liked about it is it got people to actually, you know, just leave a comment when they otherwise wouldn't have. I mean, that post got like 150 comments and uh, about half of those were either me or Erica replying but so 70 comments 70 or 80 unique comments and that was just a very simple little contest thing that I included I'm going to do that with this podcast as well Um, and today is July 3rd so if you're listening to this today this contest will run about a week long so you can uh visit this post on strayblogger.com and just and see the details exactly what that is. I'll outline those in the blog post. So I won't talk about it here. But there's there's con, there's all kinds of contests. Um I think the best thing to do is to make the contest simple. There's a, there's a difference between contests and giveaways. I guess I should clarify that. You know, a contest would be where you have something that your readers need to do to gain points and then you can do the raffle style or pick a random winner based on the number of entries that they have so a person that you know has earned the most entry points has a better chance but it's still random so that even per a uh, person with one entry you know could win then there's just giveaways where There's just one requirement to enter or like one or two, you know, like, like the post, leave a, uh, leave a comment. And then you just pick the winner at random or pick two or three winners, whatever it is. And then there's, uh, you know, you could do like month long contests. I might experiment with that where you offer a bigger prize and it's, um, you're trying to get opt-ins. That's the other thing is you, sh- you should narrow down what you want to happen, what result you want. If you want likes on a certain post or if you want likes to your Facebook page in general, if you want to get new email subscribers, there's, there's all kinds of ways to use contests and things like that. So I won't get into all the specifics. So I've talked now for 42 minutes. Um... I've given you a lot of info that you can use, think about, and uh, again, if you're, if you're reading this, I'm sorry, reading, if you're listening to this podcast not on StrayBlogger.com, then of course I would love it if you would visit StrayBlogger.com, there's a lot of other posts and information that you can read and listen to, um, YouTube videos, just on different topics like this. And I would really appreciate it if you would go into iTunes and just search. If you just, from the iTunes store, if you search Stray Blogger, the podcast will show up. It's the Passive Profits Podcast. And if you leave a rating and then leave a comment, that would be awesome. I appreciate it. So that's it for episode 16. Um, this Again, this has been How to Start an Authority Site in Any Niche and Succeed.